You are listening to the Health and Wellness Connection Podcast, the number one wellness podcast designed to provide the latest information to help you achieve your health and wellness goals. Our show features exciting guests, the latest in medical research, and in-depth discussions in current trends on weight loss, nutrition, and fitness. No matter what your interest, the Health and Wellness Podcast has you covered. And now, presenting your illustrious host, Dr. Barry, M.D. Hello, 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 and thank you for listening to the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. I want to thank you for being a faithful listener and checking us out every week on Afro Vibes Radio. But hey, if you somehow don't get a chance to check us out Thursdays, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on Afro Vibes Radio, please don't hesitate to check out our podcast page. That's anchor.fm backslash HW Connection. That's H-W-C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O-N. Again, check us out on our anchor.fm podcast page. Check out all the shows uploaded there immediately after the show airs on Afrovibes Radio. Also, if you want to listen to the show live on Afrovibes Radio, please download the app, afrovibesradio.com. You can download it from the, the website or go to your local or favorite, sorry, mobile OS app, be it Android or iPhone. Download the app on your phone today. You can stream the show as well as the awesome Afrobeat music collection live on your phone for free. Again, no money down, all free, all awesomeness. Do it today. Again, um, if you want to reach out to me personally, you can always get at me on Instagram. Um, my uh, name, Dr. Barry MD, D R B A R Y M D. Also, you can email me at Dr. Barry Health at gmail.com. That's Dr. Barry, D R B A R R Y H E A L T H at gmail.com. And last but not least, Facebook is also where we're at, posting all the shows as well as other exciting articles. Check us out at www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. Again, please uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We love hearing from listeners. Any feedback, any even sponsorship opportunities, because we are um, very highly listened podcast. Always looking for sponsors. Check us out if you're interested in sponsoring the show. And also, you can do it on the Anchor FM page. You can donate, become a super sponsor. We're going to get a lot of cool freebies for those people who do sign up. So, check us out again. It's Dr. Barry here. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the show. All right. Hello, 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 and welcome, guys. This is Dr. Barry here with the Health and Wellness Connection podcast slash radio show. Of course, we're broadcasting live on Afro Vibes Radio. We want to thank you guys for listening in to the show uh, week after week. We appreciate all the great feedback we've been getting, and we hopefully you'll tell your friends that we can get you know increased listenership. So today, of course, is a special show. Um, you know, of course, uh, the corona has been in the news um, pretty much continuously for the past few weeks, and with good reason. I mean, this is kind of what we call at this point. Uh, a, a pandemic and because of that you know we've been focusing on the coronavirus and kind of its implications of what's going on with the disease itself uh on the show and uh you know today uh we are going to do some more but we have a special guest with us to help us kind of you know diversify the, the conversation and really kind of weigh in on her her and let me just introduce her first briefly to you guys uh um her name is dr tanya booker and she's someone who has a very um um 
I would say impressive uh, background. First off, she is actually a hospitalist, so she works in in the trenches, taking care of a lot of these patients who 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 are you know in you know really afflicted by the coronavirus. And the key is that you know um, you know her experience in the, in the hospital kind of gives her an interesting perspective on kind of you know really the the big deal behind this corona epidemic, and that's the fact that it's really going to put a hard um, large amount of stress, if you will, on our hospital system. Um, secondly, she's also very active. She's an accomplished runner and someone who's also can give us more of the social kind of aspect regarding how we are to help modify our, our, our movements uh, during this current epidemic. So, Dr. Uh, Dr. Booker, are you there? Dr. Tanya Booker, everybody. I am. Thank you. Thank you for that awesome introduction. Thank you for uh, the opportunity to be on with you. No, awesome. I appreciate you uh, taking time with your busy schedule to kind of talk with us today regarding, you know, this whole corona epidemic and, and and today you know it's we're going to kind of really answer some of the questions i've been getting and just kind of you know do some uh, you know t- you know t- talking about the corona itself and kind of why it's something we have to be concerned about and what we can do to help kind of you know reduce the chances that we can uh, be affected by this or you know you know hurt someone else so first off sure. you know, so uh, tell me tell me in your experience as far as the coronavirus first off there's a lot of people have been asking me and i i just want to make sure you know we're clear on this is the coronavirus a hoax? Yes or no? What, what do you, what's your opinion on that? <laughs> no, I would say <laughs> okay. that it is not a hoax. Awesome, no, awesome. it is Again, not. It is a real thing. Yeah. Awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Go ahead. And you know, uh, the coronavirus, you know, we have uh, what there were usually, there were four circulating coronavirus um, uh, what causing infection exactly. in the community mm-hmm. prior to this. Yeah. But typically, you know, the ones in circulation normally typically only cause mild respiratory symptoms, mild respiratory symptoms like cold or maybe even flu-like symptoms where you kind of have a runny nose and sore throat and fever and you feel bad, but you recover after a few days. Mm -hmm. But as you know, the reason this one is a real big problem is because it's similar to MERS, Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, and SARS. um, Exactly basically causes uh, pneumonia, pulmonary edema, and basically, since we don't have any treatment, the only way to sort of support people or keep people alive is just to keep them on the ventilate, uh, on a ventilator mm-hmm. until, you know, um, the virus runs its course. Exactly. So, and, and that was really that, the scary part of it, like, because as far as the virus kind of being able to kind of do whatever it liked until it decides, you know, the body can either fight it off the infection or... You know the virus. You know, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, takes the patients out with this pneumonia because that's one thing we talked on the last exactly. show regarding the pneumonia being really what takes people out and exactly. why preventing that is so critical and why it's been such a strain on hospitals because they've had to hospitalize patients, they have had to put tubes down patients to help them breathe, exactly. to support their lungs, and even going as far as using ECMO, which is actually a huge lung machine. Yes. Which huge, is you yeah. know, very, very, you know, difficult to even do. And it's very, you know, risky. And it's something that, you, exactly. you know, if that's your last hope, it becomes very dire. So, you know, it's important that, you know, prevention, which is why we always stress that so much, is key. Now, you know, in this case, um, you know, because Corona is something that's considered so easy spread. And we talk about some of the ways it's, it makes so contagious last show. But, you know, one of the big issues with Corona is that it's very contagious. So, you know, mm-hmm. and, and because of that it's really been important that we've had to now modify our behavior as a result of some of the characteristics of Corona, it being so potentially a deadly, uh, you know, you know, virus. Now that being said, before we get into some of the, 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 the negatives, we do know that, you know, Corona for the most part, and tell me what you think about this, you know, about mm-hmm. 80% plus patients tend to do fine from a Corona 
virus infection. So versus there's a now a more vulnerable population who's more susceptible and tend to have higher mortality. Could you tell exactly. us about, about your as a hospitalist? What do you think regarding those kind of kind of you know overall basically how it affects populations of different age groups and tell us your opinion as far as why you think that's something we need to really be concerned about because some people don't seem to be too worried because they feel they're not affected exactly so you know just like you said um so far it appears that a large percentage of people who are affected by the coronavirus will actually recover I think the biggest or scariest part of this is that the community hasn't seen it before, which means our immune systems haven't seen it before, which means there is no immunity. It's not like we've had vaccines or been exposed exactly. before and had an opportunity to build up our, you know, um, immunity, immunity exactly. basically. That, that, that's, so, that's the concern, definitely. Go ahead. And the people who um, appear to be most susceptible or most likely to get ill and have um, severe complications such as death um, are the older people. So older people, just as we know, well, you and I know mm -hmm. that um, the older we get, uh, the weaker our immune systems um, become. But then also the older we get, the more likely that we are uh, have complications such as diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, um, heart attack, strokes, things of that nature. Um, so then um, that sort of comes into play in terms of putting you at greater risk for getting the virus and getting very sick from it. Um, so it looked like over in China, it, there was a, um, the majority of the people who became very ill and even died were older men, I, I believe in their 70s. But um, kind of interestingly, over here and even in I want well I want to say Italy and France as well but mm -hmm. definitely here we're starting to see people younger to actually have disease yeah. that's severe enough to require hospitalization and even um, ventilation or ICU so this is uh, kind of you know it's a little more concerning I think before because um, you know there was information out early on about this disease stating that older people were the people or people with an, a compromised immune system or weak immunity um or weak immune system were the people who were getting sick so it seemed like the younger people may have had a more cavalier approach to it like Absolutely. oh well you know if i get it then i'll get mild symptoms or i won't have symptoms at all it's not a big deal but i believe that mindset early on basically caused us to get to where we are now. You know, it's, it's um, speaking of that mindset, I wanted to actually chime in on that because it was a couple of instances that was really kind of interesting because I saw one, I mean, I never forget when the first kind of, you know, announcements were being made about we should reduce kind of moving about. And exactly. Not, you know, people were then propping up the conspiracy theory and go, well, this is, you know, control, you know. This is yes, a, yes, this yes. Is a, you know, and then some sort of, a, you know, New World Order type agenda stuff. And it's like, we got to kind of, you know, not start with that and focus on keeping yes. ourselves safe and that's kind of why I think social distancing and all the different measures being instituted are actually something we need to do to help prevent you know a terrible outbreak exactly so yes so it, it is true that um, again most people will recover it is true that the people who are more severely affected are older people but we young people healthy people we still have a duty to the the population at large to kind of keep the spread of this virus down and what's i think the scariest part in my opinion is that 
there is the possibility that you can carry this virus and actually spread it to other people and not have any symptoms at all. Yes. I believe there was an example of someone who was on one of the cruise ships that her husband was affected and was severely ill in the ICU. However, she had didn't have any symptoms at all, even though she tested positive. Yeah. So I think, you know, that should raise alarm and really kind of... Um, Basically, we should, you know, try to sit back and try to minimize our uh, movement about the city just in general, just to really protect the population at large. No, even I if you don't have symptoms, even if you don't have known exposure history or travel history or things of that nature, like we really need to kind of take heed to that and do what we can. The other thing is that well, the actually, other... Let me interject one thing real quick. I wanted to just mention on as far as the, the spreading the disease. That's one thing that I think a lot of yeah. uh, folks are actually you know, kind of missing as far as the importance of that because you know, last year we talked about how people can tend to be incubate, they can incubate the virus in their nose and mouth for up to five days. And these people who exactly. are asymptomatic. So you're actually exactly. just putting out viruses for five days, six days, Assuming you even come down with like a little sniffle or a little low grade temp and it goes away, you're spreading it to pretty much everyone you come in contact with just due to the way the virus is so infectious. So those other people you come in contact with can now then get the virus. And then if they're in the age group where they potentially are vulnerable, then you have a potential epidemic. And that's how it gets spread. Exactly. So those people who are like, I'm fine, I'm gonna do what I want. They're actually the people who are actually spreading the virus. So exactly. that's why if you're healthy, you need to be even more cognizant, especially if you think you've been exposed or you've been out. Let's say you were at the, um, there was a big uh, uh, beach party in Miami that a lot of people were hanging oh, out uh, in. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people I got, got infected. There was another event, I think it was in, uh, uh, what was it, um, in New York, I think. There was some big, uh, uh, and unfortunately, this is why I have to you know bring this up because a lot of people in the religious community, you know, it's, it's you hate to see it, oh, but yes. a lot of people say, you Absolutely. know what, I'm going to church anyway because, you know, my exactly. God is bigger than Corona. And then you have big outbreaks in churches all, all across the globe, actually. So, you exactly. know, people need to kind of, I think, get out of their 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 mindset where they think they have it all figured out because this is really a brand new thing. This has never been seen it's before. Brand new. The virus yes. is completely, not, let's say, a new virus for 2020 is truly something that has never been seen by mankind. So we have to kind of approach it in a new kind of mindset or else. It could be, you know, potentially, you know, devastating. So, um, so it's just so important that we just kind of stress that, and which actually leads to the next point is about social distancing. So, yes. um, tell us, uh, you know, as far as social distancing, what is it? Why it's so important? You know, we kind of talked about it already, but you know, really, why the concept is something that we really have to kind of start to embrace, you know, moving forward. So we've learned that, um, you know, coronavirus is spread through respiratory droplets and it's rec and we know that, um, you know, based on previous models or studies that um, the, the droplets can spread up to six feet. So social distancing um, basically says, you know, let's uh, not congregate into small, you know, crowds. Yeah. We really uh, recommend that you don't uh, congregate in, um, any groups greater than 10, but honestly, it's really probably best if you just stick to your core circle, exactly, like your yeah. family or your household contacts and literally avoid anybody else. It's kind of yeah. funny because, you know, me and my family will go out into the, the neighborhood and like walk or run mm -hmm, or something. Yeah. And if we see other people coming down the street, then we just step aside and literally try to keep a distance. Exactly. Because, you know, honestly, like you really never know. You never know who you're going to pass. You never and know. It, you can pass the disease simply from having a conversation with someone. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, and, and you know, it's so, something to take seriously. 
No, I was gonna say so because it's very funny, like how people are behaving differently. Like you know, I'm gonna tell you, oh, yeah. I'm gonna tell you the truth. Like I'm, a, I'm a big black guy, so yeah, yeah. I'm used to people getting out the way when I'm walking down or you know running across the street because they see me coming exactly. down the street. But now it's like I'm the one running around because I'm like exactly. <laughs> terrified of getting That's sick. And so it's just hilarious exactly. how like everyone, everything is changing up. Even people like a kid is now potentially a, 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 a carrying a deathly disease, running around happy and playing, and before you know it, yes, <laughs> it can get everyone exactly. sick. So it's just kind of funny how you know how people are kind of li- moving differently. And and kind of you know appreciating their environment in a different way, but I'm actually getting a break. We're we're, we're coming to the the break, um, so we're uh-huh. going to pause um, here briefly, and then guys, we're going to um, you know revisit this conversation after the break. Guys, stay tuned. We have Dr. Tanya Booker, a hospitalist uh, as well as a, a physician, front lines of the uh, of the coronavirus uh, epidemic here, and we're just kind of talking about some of the things we need to do about um, you know staying safe during this whole you know crazy period. So guys, stay tuned. More info coming soon. Um, again, it's Dr. Barry, the Health of Wellness Connection. Hello, 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 and welcome back, guys, to the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. This is your host, Dr. Barry, here. Uh, we're talking corona. I, again, I know you guys are, you know, hearing this everywhere, but we're coming with a different perspective, really talking, to, you know, from a clinician's perspective as well as a health and wellness perspective because the coronavirus is really kind of taking over everyone's mind, and we want to make sure everyone has good information they can really move more intelligently you know in this new uh you know you know world we're living in basically so of course uh, you know luckily i have a special guest with with me uh, here today dr tanya booker um she's a hospitalist she's a, a marathoner she's just uh you know all around awesome uh physician who's here you know providing information you know to the to the audience so dr dr booker are you, yeah. you still with us awesome thanks again yes yes i'm here awesome awesome so great so you know th- we were talking about some of the things that we you know are going to have to do as a society to kind of adjust to this post-corona world that we were briefly discussing this the whole social distancing uh concept yes. but there's another concept you know that we talk about too that's very important that I don't think gets enough love, even though it's getting more kind of love lately. And that's the whole concept of, of hand washing and, you know, hand oh, sanitizing. Yeah, because, sure. you know, it's so funny how, you know, people are always, you know, saying, well, where's the vaccine or where's, you know, the cure? And, you know, the reality is, you know, hand washing can still kill every virus, bacteria, known to man at this point, you know. <laughs> exactly. So if you have it on your hands exactly. and you're just kind of. it's so cheap and everybody can do it. Exactly. It's cheap. It's something you can do very simply. You know, I know now there's been a run on hand sanitizer. People are just, you know, clearing oh, around. Yeah. And that's cool, but it's still not better than washing your hands. It doesn't. So exactly. it's no it substitute for that. soap and water. You know, exactly. And th- there's been numerous studies about, you know, hand washing that um, you can actually find on, on our website, www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. Where it talks about how hand washing can really, you know, be one of the most effective ways of preventing really getting sick from anything, including the coronavirus. Um, and uh, as far as hand washing, I think the general rules, you know, what I'm hearing now is 20 seconds at least. Uh, you know, there's different yeah. levels of hand washing. Some people, like for instance, if you're a, a surgeon, you're gonna be washing hands for five minutes. You're scrubbing exactly. with your hand, but we need to get that specific. But you know, I think 20 minutes of thorough washing is gonna be critical. And and I don't know um, how about you, Dr. Booker, but you know, now it's gonna be almost seen as a as a you're like almost a social pariah if you're seen here exactly. in, in like if you're in the bathroom not washing your hands and walking out you better wash stuff, your hands. that's gonna be a world star type for <laughs> so, sure exactly right i'm yeah. recording people Especially putting on internet you're gonna end up a meme exactly you, you know don't hands. be a meme out here trying to be yeah. cute you know what I'm saying? before it would be something we would kind of you know you would just kind of be shocked to yourself and not really say that but now it's exactly. like hey where you going when i wash your hands bro like or <laughs> so but now seriously it's critical like it's life or death now seriously like seriously so 
So it's just so important. So so tell us uh, as far as uh, you know some what what are your opinions though regarding the whole um, idea of the the large uh, groups? I know we talked about you know the size and uh, you were mentioning before we went to the break about you know really just co- going down to your core you know group of uh, individuals. You know how do you think people are going to adjust to that though? Because it seems like a lot of people are you know, you know, in situations where they may not be happy in their homes. They want to be out in the streets. That's kind of yeah. <laughs> what led them. So do you think that's going to be some realistic that is going to be able to be kind of, you know, enforced? Or do you think that there's going to be a need for like martial law? Like, I mean, what are your thoughts on the whole ability for folks to be able to adjust and, you know, I arrange really their lives hope, for that? I really hope that it doesn't get to martial law. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I hope that's very much a last ditch effort to keep it down. Yeah. I do think that, you know, we have enough information between social media and the news um, to understand, like everybody knows now, this is what is needed to um, try to minimize the spread, whether you believe it or not, you know, this is now common knowledge. So what I'll say is, um, you know, I do appreciate that they shut down, you know, large events Um, that definitely help people to decide to stay at home. Right. Um, But the other thing is, you know, I noticed also that a lot of people kind of, you know, that, like you said, they aren't happy at home. You know, there's a lot of, for lack of a better word, complaining about the fact that, you know, people don't have anywhere to go. They can't get out and about and i think probably the the least safe place now is probably the grocery stores and you know sam's club costco because that's the only place that's open for the most part you know other than the hospitals and if i can be honest you know the hospital numbers so far are pretty low which you know is kind of scary it feels like the calm before the storm exactly yeah people are kind of staying away because they don't want to get i think probably exposed but eventually when people start getting too sick to be at home that's when i think the rushers will start that's going to be a so, scary time. Go ahead. Yeah, so I definitely think, you know, it, it's good that everything is kind of shut down. It helps people uh, just basically decide to stay at home on their own. Mm-hmm. But um, people are getting, you know, stir crazy. And the other thing is, I think it's interesting that people are still kind of going to parks. Like I said, you know, I'll walk, we'll walk around our neighborhood, um, you know, where it's usually, you know, not, you know, there's not a ton of people on the street. Like we may cross two or three other people yeah, yeah. Uh, the entire time that we're out. But going to parks, uh, dog parks, things of that nature, you really have to be careful of doing that. Because if someone has been there and had symptoms and coughed or talked or sneezed or anything on, you know, the surfaces uh, on the playground and things of that nature, and then you go touch it then you just put yourself at risk and anybody else that may live in your household. So the thing is, um, there was a study that came out and now I can't, I'm blanking on who actually wrote the study, but it was published uh, finally, or it was reported by CNN that uh, the coronavirus can actually live on cardboard for 24 hours. It can live on other plastic and um, other surfaces for up to three days. And it can actually, some of the droplets can remain in the air for up to three hours. Yeah, yeah. So, we, you we, know. We, we actually, we, there's the we, the study, we, it was actually out of China, if I recall. There was a couple shows mm. where we actually talked about that. And that is actually oh, okay. the case. But one thing I will say, though, is that I think outdoors, in my opinion, are probably a little better as long as you're practicing social distancing. Yeah, Only exactly. because I think the elements, 
you know, because a lot of studies were, were done indoors as far as especially the surfaces and whatnot. Exactly. Lots of two yeah, weeks. That's true. It was more indoors. So indoors is where you really at increased risk. That's why the whole, you know, Lysol and pneumonia become critical, especially if you're in a place with someone who is sick. You got to wipe down everything because the virus can definitely last indoors. Outdoors is not as hardy. But, you know, I think if you're more, you know, separate from other people, you know, yeah. you can probably be okay. Because at least me, like I'm someone who like who likes to go to the gym a lot, which we're going to talk about as well. And I've had to actually had to go to the park to work out because I want to make sure I get my, you know, my physical fitness in. For sure, for so, sure. So, you know, and, you know, personally, you know, you know, I've had some issues in my neighborhood where I've been chased by wild dogs and coyotes. So okay. I get a little <laughs> apprehensive <laughs> running around my neighborhood. So I'll go to the park and so I can kind of get a little bit of fitness in. But, you know, I think the thing you mentioned about the playgrounds is still very, you know, important. Like if you're, you know, with kids and they're like running around the playground and other kids are sick, you know, while kids don't, you know, really tend to do too poorly, uh, I don't think there's even been a, a child who's actually passed from this illness yeah, uh, yet. Exactly. You know, they still can be spreaders. They so, can be carriers, yeah. You know, and, and which like, leads to my next question, because what do you think about this whole concept of, you know what, if thing is already everywhere, you know, it's like we got to pretty much lock ourselves in the basement forever, you know, at this point. Like, should we just get exposed and have like, because I heard some places are having, they're encouraging corona parties. And even in England, they were actually pushing for the herd immunity where they would let everyone get sick. And then they would, um, you know, just kind of see how it went down. But it seems like they're changing now because of some of the outrage. And, you know, there's demand from the CDC to, you know, start promoting, you know, the whole, you know, forced, uh, you know, um, you know, you know, basically preventing people from moving around freely to minimize the spread. Um, and so 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 what do, you, what do you think about that, though? So are people saying just everyone should get sick and why, you know, you know, why would you do that versus the whole social distancing and making people, you know, lock away in their in their homes? Let me tell you about that. So I would, you know, I totally agree with, you know, uh, natural immunity. And by natural immunity, I mean, you know, just getting sick, having your immune system, um, you know, build up the necessary properties to fight it so that you don't get it again. And then by that, you end up with what they call herd immunity. You can, you know, protect other people. Basically, if you can't get the disease and spread the disease, then now other people uh, who are high, at higher risk or do don't who don't have the immune uh, proper immune system then you know you protect them yeah. by you being protected so you know it while it sounds good in theory it would probably be more appropriate in a situation let's say if this virus just wasn't as lethal exactly. as it is then okay that would be appropriate to just let everybody get sick mm -hmm. you know let everybody miss you know a few days of work and then we can go on about our business. But, you know, when you start getting into to different projections and models that are projecting or, or predicting uh, hundreds of thousands to maybe even millions of deaths, if we don't do something, then, you know, that's, it, that's now irresponsible if we just say, Oh well, you know, we'll just get it. We'll get better. We'll move on with our lives. Yeah, and, so, and that, that, I think it, that's it's what, not that simple. And that's actually, you know, what I was referring to because, you know, I think, you know, initially the UK had this let everyone get sick kind of laissez-faire approach, and then these models yeah. were coming out showing millions of dead, you know, and hospitals exactly. overrun, you know, going over capacity, you know, many multiple times. Then it became okay. This is something that would really sh can literally shut down society. It's allowed to kind of go, you know, as predicted. So we have to kind of reduce that that surge, and that's that whole. I'm sure you guys have seen the whole flattening the curve kind of models. Exactly. Showing, you know, if we do nothing, how many we can have extreme numbers of, of dead in an acute fashion, which would never, we couldn't be, you know, wouldn't be good for any society. 
because while Corona is something that's important, there's still people here with, you know, heart problems and lung problems and just chronic illnesses exactly. that they have no hope of even getting any treatment if the whole hospital's full with, you know, ICU patients who are suffering from coronavirus. So I think it's it's so important. Um, and that's, and see, go, ahead, go ahead. Oh yeah, that, that's the key part. Like, so um, number one, while we think that, you know, or while it appears that older people and people with a weak immune system are the ones that are actually having uh, the worst outcomes. I mean, we don't really know what the, we don't have good statistics right now in the normal healthy population. You understand what I mean? Exactly. So that being said, it's really just the crapshoot. We're still taking a chance. So the thing is, um, I think we should really just kind of really just like they say flatten the curve with the the point to that is to try to make it to where either the number of cases or the severity of illness gets low enough to where our hospitals can manage it because we're going to look like italy i'm sure everybody's heard of the guy the doctor that was concerned he was triaging patients not for um basically not for who to see first it was more so who can I intubate or who is more likely to survive this? Let me focus my attention on that person. And that's just like, it's a scary place to be. I mean, you know, I would feel that way as a hospitalist or ER doctor to have to make the decision of who gets to, who gets a chance versus who doesn't just because we don't have resources. And even here you see, we're uh, running out of um, supplies, like personal protective equipment. I mean, it's it's been a battle in the hospitals. It's been hard for, you know, me as an ER physician who's on the front lines to get, let alone the person on the street who just kind of trying to move about and, take care of their their issues and you mentioned and if we lose you as the er physician then you know or even our nurses exact nurses uh, restaurant staff you know the janitors even people are cleaning up you know it's it's so important that everyone be protected and we need protection for everybody so that hospitals don't shut down because if you have hospitals where you don't have any staff then you don't you have people who are just really vulnerable I mean, if you look exactly. at Italy is a great example. Well, not a great example, but they're, you know, someone who's going through this and they've been a little bit ahead of us regarding their epidemic. I think they had like 400 or four, almost 500, sorry, past the past 24 hours. And their, I think their total death is almost 3,000. So and the yeah. total cases to detect is only 35,000 35, and with almost 3,000 deaths. I mean, that's, that's you know, nearly that's a 10%, uh, almost 10%, like, you know, yeah. death rate, which is, you know, quite scary. Exactly. So, you know, we want to make sure that, and then the flip side, though, you have other countries who are still kind of going through it and not getting as many, you know, critical, you know, patients, you know, notably, you know, even Germany, I saw they had only a handful of patients who had, um, you know, had the detect tested positive and succumbed to the illness. So, and in parts of Africa where they also were showing lower numbers as well, even though those are rising now, especially in South Africa, I think I saw they had a thousand cases uh, and, a, and, a, and a handful of deaths as well. So, you yeah. know, it's something that I think is going to affect everywhere and we have to kind of be very cognizant of you know, minimizing that, you know, that, that crush of patients so that we don't have this horrible run on the hospitals and, you know, having these uh, ICUs really, you know, taken to the brink. So, it, you know, it just, yeah. it's, it's definitely something that we all have to be cognizant of. Now, I think long term, you know, I think there, you know, there is some hope regarding, you know, the overall condition. I think once, uh, we, you know, we get the, the vaccines, uh, you know, Absolutely, you know yeah. manufactured, this will probably be a lot less lethal. And there's one thing also, too, I just that came across the wire. There's a new study that came out of France that a lot of people are getting excited yes. over regarding some of the improvements we're seeing in patients who are being treated for coronavirus infections with um, um 
plaquenil, also known as hydrochloroquinone. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've seen that. What, what do you think about that? Because it seems like you know there are some you know good numbers coming out as far as people turning turning the corner quicker and a minimum and reducing that risk of going into that pneumonia, uh, 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 double pneumonia uh, um, phase, which can be yeah. very, very deadly. So, Go ahead. I mean, it's definitely promising. I'm not sure which study because I I was told I've heard that there's a couple of different studies. Yeah. One was pretty small, like 24 yeah. or 25 patients, yeah. and they had what um, only 20. Uh, like a quarter of them. Um, yeah, the one I, the one you probably did, referred to is a French study. They had I think it was thirty yeah. patients, and like uh, the twenty of them did well um, out of the thirty. And uh, let me, I can pull it up here. But um, yeah, it it did show but it was it was actually hydrochloroquine and azithromycin. Actually, was that study, which is exactly uh, uh, interesting. So, there, go ahead. The good thing is, you know, obviously, the good thing is, number one, we it, it looks like we may have something to fight this. And number two, those drugs are cheap and old. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So That's so awesome. Like, you don't want some $2,000 treatment plan, you know. Exactly. You know that'll be the cost of the this new thing was created. So I just thank, you know, that thank, thank the... Uh, the heavens that there's a, a drug that's old that's been out that's cheap that can exactly. treat this effectively and because i know the hydrochloroquine is something that you know I, I, my family's from nigeria so i would go to nigeria all the time and i had to take that yeah. to prevent yeah. malaria you know so malaria, it's just yeah. exciting that uh, you know something that we've used and we know is relatively safe and well tolerated um and something that actually used a lot in, in patients suffering from rheumatoid arthritis and help reduce some of their inflammatory exactly. issues so it's something that's been used exactly. has a very long history and i think that it can be something if effective can be a very you know, great, you know, uh, uh, thing for the medical community to hopefully have something that's going to, you know, address this virus. So go ahead, go, go. the other thing about that, though, is so apparently Plaquenil or hydroxychloroquine, the way that it's effective against the virus is because it increases intracellular levels of zinc. Interesting. Yes, which, yes. I've, I've and then it, it, it inhibits the replication of the virus uh, by mechanism of the zinc, basically. So that's exciting as well and there was even a study i can't remember if it was in france i can't remember where it was but they basically gave people high doses of zinc for like six days Absolutely. and what they saw was that they had um their uh they were less effective if they were yeah. treated with zinc so that was promising yeah. you know there are other like technical issues with the zinc but you know i thought that was at least promising no, absolutely. One thing we do preach in this show a lot is like natural methods of, of health, healing and wellness. And zinc is one of the, the elements that we actually, you know, talk about extensively regarding its, its effectiveness and just in keep in keeping your immune system, you know, stronger in general. But um, especially for viral infections, apparently there is some uh, evidence that zinc may help, you know, reduce the ability of the virus to replicate um, effectively yes, and it exactly. can help reduce some of those, you know, high viral loads. That's what makes people so infectious. So we're going to, exactly. um, you know, zinc is a good one. Also, vitamin C also is another one I've, I've heard is very effective and we've seen is very yes. effective for helping boost your immune system because that's actually going to be a whole show exactly. we got planned, guys, about immune system boosters and some of the important. Oh, cool. Go in the archives and look in some of the shows. Um, uh, and we've done some stuff on, you know, basically how to get good for the flu. A lot of those things are similar as far as boosting your immune system. Uh, but we're going to do a whole other show on the on the immune system and benefits as well, guys. So just stay tuned for that. But, you know, zinc is excellent. And, uh, you know, just staying hydrated, too, is important as well. Absolutely, um, yes. So we just, you know, a lot of things that are, we have to kind of be cognizant of regarding the coronavirus. I want to make sure you guys are, you know, paying attention to some of those benefits and some of those, sorry, some of those uh, those things that you're being instructed, especially social distancing and, you know, an importance of, you know, trying to minimize contact and washing your hands and, and cleaning the, the environment if you, you know, especially if you're sick or exposed to someone who's been sick. Um, but, you know, overall, 
Absolutely. You know, we're coming to the end of the show, and uh, I just want to thank you, Dr. Booker, for you know making for coming with coming on today and talking to us about oh, some absolutely. of these things regarding the coronavirus. Do you have any um you know way people can reach out to you if they want to kind of get more you know um you know reach out to you for whatever reason they want to you know you know I don't know if you have oh, a for sure. Uh, so um, go ahead. Yep, I'm I'm actually very active on Instagram. That's my preferred uh, social media platform, and I am at d o c t o r dot t-a-n-i-a so i'm at dr dot tanya on instagram and then i also have a um a blog it's really uh, geared around movement as medicine basically but um i also have been um i'm planning to put out a couple of different you know pieces on you know, this virus and really kind of just also things that we can do to Kind of get us through this time where we are social distancing what are our options in terms of being more physically active during this time period so the blog is uh www.moveovermedicine.com awesome awesome yep. well thank you thank you so much for that and i appreciate you thank guys you so much for i appreciate you for no awesome. i appreciate you coming on the show guys definitely check out dr tanya and her uh, her stuff she's you know extremely dynamic great instagram follow as well um, of course, you can always follow uh, me, Dr. Barry MD, and uh, the rest of the, sure. uh, of the other shows uh, of, of, of the uh, staff on on Next Level Weight Loss. Oh, sorry, at um, www.facebook.com/backslash Next Level Weight Loss. So we're at the end of the show, guys. Um, don't forget to check out AfroVibesRadio.com uh, um, to for this show and others ex- excellent content. And we want to you know encourage you also to download the app if you haven't already. Um, again, uh, thanks for listening to the Health and Wellness Connection. Uh, we have more, more content coming to you guys so please stay tuned don't forget to also go to the um, podcast page at anchor.fm backslash hw connection for more awesome content again this is dr barry thanks dr booker for joining us we are signing out awesome thank you for listening to the health and wellness podcast for more info check us out on facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash next level weight loss our show can also be found on soundcloud at www.soundcloud.com forward slash hw connection lastly for any inquiries email us at drbarryhealth at gmail.com until next time